bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. I'm now talking specifically about how to apply the word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I like the part which says then. Then means at that time. At that time, then is precedent on something. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then, in other words, if I don't do what is preceding, then will not result to anything. So it's possible to come to church all your life. Maybe you're the first person who enters this building when the doors are open. And it's good you come to church on time. But if you don't do some things then, nothing will happen. You'll be a good attender of church. You'll have good discipline of church attendance, but then nothing will happen. So there are three things that God says to Joshua to do. And he says, then if you do these three, then you will prosper. You will make your way prosperous. I, I like how, how the passage says, it doesn't even say God will make your way prosperous. It says you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You will make your way prosperous. If your way is not being made prosperous, you have to go find out what am I doing wrongly? Because he says if you do this, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success, real success. So three things he says to Joshua to do. And those three are timeless truths that apply at all times. Number one, meditate on the word. If you want to apply the word of God, meditate on the word. Let it occupy your heart and mind. Application of the word of God starts in our hearts and in our minds. It starts with meditating in the word. Meditating in the word has several components. It involves memorizing the word, repeating the word, and reflecting the word of God. It is like how a cow chews the cud. Now some of you may not have seen a cow chewing cud, but you, I'll tell you how it does it. When a cow eats grass, it eats very quickly all the grass it can take. It has two stomachs, the outer stomach and the inner stomach. When it eats the first part, then it goes back and brings what it has eaten out and chew on it again and digest it properly. Now you are not cows, but we can learn from cows. Solomon said, go and learn from the ant. So that's how we deal with the word of God. You hear, you read it once, you have to take time 
and bring it up again and slowly process it and digest it. That process is called meditating in the Word of God. Meditating in the Word of God. It includes repeating the Word of God, memorizing it, thinking through it. And when you look through the Bible, there are many instances and commands for us to meditate on the Word of God. Psalm 63, verse 6 says, When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. And that gives us a clue that in the night is a good time to meditate the Word of God. Just before you sleep, spend some time bringing back what you read in the Word. If you did your morning devotion in the morning, just before you sleep, lie down you are the cow bring the word back and process the word again somebody says how do you do that you picture the word you have heard you pronounce it you say it over and over you personalize it so if the word was to joshua you now say mensotable or your name and then you pray the word you pray the word you personalize it, you pronounce it, you picture it, you pray it. Now, meditating the word helps you to sleep well. Because the last thoughts in your mind before you sleep is the word of God. Not an antelope chasing you. Not somebody who annoyed you. There are people who constantly have very agitated sleep, very agitated dreams. And it's because they go to bed with agitated thoughts. By the time they go to bed, they are remembering everybody who offended them. That, huh, I will deal with him. That one, hey, tomorrow to be tomorrow, I will face him. And, and, and all of that. And, and, and so they go to bed with a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, not meditating the word. And your spirit has nothing to do or not much to work with whilst you are asleep. Because your spirit has to take the word you have received and process it when you are asleep. So you get up in the morning, refreshed with a word from the Lord and with boldness to face the next day. Jesus meditated in the word and the word encourages us to meditate. So first they meditate in the word. Secondly, he says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. That means speak the word. Learn to say what the word says. It the word must be your language. It must be your reference point. When you go through tough times, speak as Christ will speak. Constantly make reference to scripture. Constantly make the, the Bible your, the pivot of your thinking, of your logic, and of your speech. Speak the word. Declare the word. Meditate on it and speak it. And third thing. It says you must observe to do what it says. Obey the word. Obey the word. Meditate in it. Speak it. Do it. Or you can just put it. Think it. Speak it. Do it. Think it. Speak it. Do it. Meditate in it. Speak it. Obey the word. Doing what God says is not always easy. But that's where... The benefit comes in. For most of us, our obedience muscles have not been exercised. Our obedience muscles are very, very tight. So when we're obeying God, it's very hard. It's like somebody who hasn't exercised before. 
You know, there are people who can't squat. They can't just go this way and come up. If you tell them squat, they'll go, ah, ah, my thighs, my thighs, yeah. Because they are thigh muscles have not been exercised, they can't squat. In the same way, some people's obedience muscles have not been exercised. <laughs> so when God says, the least thing, do it, yeah, this is hard, God, how can I do it? You have to exercise your obedience muscle. And the good thing about exercising is just like when you exercise your thigh muscles, your thighs become very strong and now you can exercise so well. You know, not, sometime last year or so, or a couple of years ago, I started uh, exercising, doing squats. You know, I like exercise. I was doing squats. And uh, I, there, there is an app on my lap, on my uh, iPad, that has a global challenge of squatting. You know, so I started and I enrolled with the world. And when I started, I was about 175,000 number at the back and I determined I'm going to be the head because that's what the Bible says so I started squatting started first five squats my muscles oh God I'm working I see I see oh, what's happening because my squat muscles are not exercised like some people's obedience muscles so God says that shall not commit adultery Jesus <laughs> But you have to exercise that muscle. It's the, it's the obedience muscle. So I started, I did five, I did 10, then I started doing 50 squats, and I started doing 100 squats. Then I started doing 150 squats, 200 squats, 500 squats, 1,000 squats, 1,500, 2,000 squats. I was number one in the whole world. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just beat everybody. And then after I beat everybody, there was nothing to beat again, so I, I stopped doing it. <laughs> But, but, but just to illustrate to you that sometimes things that are very difficult for you to do, God speaks to you and you feel, oh, how can I leave that boy? Oh, how can I leave? How can I have premarital sex? Oh, how can I not gamble again? How can I watch, not watch that movie? But when you start exercising your obedience muscle, over time you realize you begin to build more capacity, more strength, more ability. And then one day you look back and say, Ah, and this thing I couldn't do it last two years but now it's so easy for you to overcome that problem that temptation because your obedience muscle has been exercised this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it and you shall be careful to observe to do all that is written in it for then you shall have good success and then then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. So anytime we read the Bible, we want to bring it home. Let me just give you a few questions to ask when you read the Bible and I'm about ending. Bible application questions. And you can increase those questions, you can enlarge them. You ask yourself when you read the Bible, is there an example to follow? Is there an example to follow? Now I have taught you about how to determine proper biblical example. You don't go and read Solomon married 700, so you say, well, is there an example to follow? Yeah, Solomon. 
you have to properly rightly divide the word of truth so you know examples to avoid and examples to follow but is there an example to follow when I read the Bible is there a sin to avoid these are things I learned from Scripture Union years ago is there a sin to avoid is there so when I read Solomon's sin I must avoid that David's sin I must avoid that Samson's sin I must avoid that but there are, they also do some things that were good examples I must follow but I must know what to avoid and what to follow so is there a sin to avoid is there a command to obey Ephesians 5 18 says be filled with the Holy Spirit it's a command it's not an option be filled with the Holy Spirit so it's a command so when I read the Bible where it says be filled with the Holy Spirit it's a command how do I make sure I'm constantly filled with the Holy Spirit is there a command to obey is there a condition to meet many promises of God are based on conditions give and it shall be given unto you good measure praise and shaking together and running over the shaking together running over is the blessing is the is the is, is the is the promise but there is a condition give and it shall be given unto you God says bring all the tithe into the house and I'll open the windows of heaven so you the condition bring all the tithe to the house you don't just say Lord open the heavens bring the tithe first is there an attitude to adopt Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 2 verse uh, 5 let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus so it's important for us to adopt biblical mindsets biblical attitudes and finally you ask is there a prayer to pray is there a prayer to pray when I read the Bible I read a passage what kind of prayer should it let me pray one of the first things we do to apply the Word of God is to pray so you read about something you realize wow I'm so far away from the will of God talk to God about it wow this promise is great I want to claim it talk to God about it oh I'm such a sinner talk to God about it because anytime you read the Bible it should lead to a conversation with God the Bible reading is God speaking to you prayer is you speaking to God it's a two-way dialogue he speaks to you through his word you speak to him through prayer you can't have Bible study without prayer and you can't just pray without studying the word read your Bible pray every day pray every day pray every day read your Bible pray every day if you want to grow you have to pray and read your Bible pray and read your Bible you read your Bible you get what God is telling you now talk to him about it so anytime you read that encounter the scripture ask what prayer should I pray as a result of what I have just read is a prayer to ask for God's help for God's grace to claim a promise a prayer to be what God wants me to be the Word of God is power the Word of God is active and when we apply it to our our lives we will make our way prosperous and we'll have good success I just put down a few scriptures about the Word of God and I'm going to conclude with it it's not on the PowerPoint just listen to me John chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God God is his word first Peter chapter 1 verse 23 to 24 says having been born again of not of corruptible seed but incorruptible through the Word of God which lives and abides forever because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as a flower of the grass the grass withers, 
and this flowers fade away, but the word of God stands forever. James chapter 1 verse 17 and 18 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light, with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creation. We are born again by the word of God. The word of God is what makes us children of God. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all envies, evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Psalm 119 verse 9, For how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. If you want to live holy, it comes through the word of God. Why is the word of God able to make us live holy? Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 24, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Let them be in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Psalm 18 verse 30, As for the Lord, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Isaiah 55 verse 10 to 11, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Jeremiah 1, 11 to 12. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the tree of an almond. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. What he has said, will he not do it? What he has spoken, and will he not make it good? And Psalm 119 verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, the word is the basis of our salvation, of our holiness, of our righteousness, of our victory, of our power, of our deliverance, of our prosperity, of our health. If you want the blessing of God, go to the word. If you want to live in victory, go to the word. If you want to live in holiness, go to the word. If you want to overcome temptation, go to the word. If you want to be the head and not the tail, go to the word. Because all the promises of God are in his word. He has raised his word above his name. His word is himself. His word is his power. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word is not going to pass away. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word will work. The word that worked for Elijah will work for you. The word that worked for Joshua will work for you. The word that worked for Paul will work for you. The word that worked for David will work for you. Because the word of God throughout all time and ages is the same. Revelation. Inspiration. Interpretation. Illumination. Application. Get a deeper understanding of God's Word with God Has Spoken, a landmark teaching by Dr. Mensah Otebil on how to relate to the Scriptures. When you're studying the Scripture, the most important 
and the most authoritative basis for interpretation is the life and words of Jesus Christ we are Christians not Davidians we are not Jeremiahites we are not Paulites we are not Abrahamites we are not Mosesites we are Christians we are named after Jesus Get your copies of God Has Spoken by Dr. Mensah Otebill. Available in five-pack audio series. Contact Auto Bookshop Christ Temple now. 233-302-688-000 or email autobookshop at centralgospel.com Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233 302 688 000.